Yo, what's poppin' y'all? It's your boy AJ, and this is Hip Hop Vibes, the podcast. Now, normally, I have a guest on the show, or I have my co-host, Nick Neighbors, and we'll be, discussed, we'll be discussing different hip-hop topics. But today, this week, I want to do things a little bit differently. I want it to be a little bit more personal, more interactive, if, if you will. Now, whenever I have a new guest on the show, I always like to ask them the top five favorite hip-hop artists. But I never really talk about mine. I might have touched on it a little bit on our very first episode of the podcast. But other than that, I never really went in depth with it. For this week for y'all, I want to discuss my top 10 favorite hip-hop artists of all time. Now, of course, these this is my personal list. These are my personal favorites. I'm not saying that they're the best in the game by any means. I try to be as unbiased as I can when, the, when it comes to hip-hop opinions. But yeah, this is my top 10 list. These are the artists that made me fall in love with hip-hop, that, that solidified my love for hip-hop. And um and all that. So with that being said, let's get on with the list with number ten. Starting off this list is my boy Ludacris for the ATL. Now Ludacris is actually one of the first rappers that I actually started listening to back in two thousand and one. Matter of fact, his album Word of Mouth is actually the first CD that I ever bought slash owned. So it was only right that he starts off this list. Now I've always said that Ludacris is probably one of the most underappreciated rappers ever. And I say that because when he came out in the early 2000s, he had to compete with Prime Eminem, Prime Jay-Z, Nas, DMX, Nelly, Ja Rule, who were all doing mad numbers at that time. But despite all those heavy juggernauts, Ludacris was still able to do his own and do his thing and make numbers as well. He had many, he had many classic CDs such as Word of Mouth, Chicken and Beer, Theater of the Mind, which is a very underrated album, in my opinion. Actually, did an episode on underrated albums on my YouTube page. Go ahead, check that out. But one thing I loved about Ludacris that Ludacris is very versatile with his music. Like he can make some funny shit. He can make some. He has like great punchlines, but he can also be lyrical as well. Hell, when when he did the Major Look remix with Nas, him and Jadakiss, in my opinion, he had the best verse on the whole song. If you don't believe me, go ahead and check it out. Major Look remix. Ludacris killed that joint. Ludacris is just that dude, man. So I just, it might be a little bit nostalgic because, like I said, he one of the first rappers that I started listening to. But he was like my intro to hip hop, for, so to speak, on my list. He doesn't make that number one spot, pun intended, but he's definitely in my top 10 at number 10. With that being said, let's go on to number nine. Now, number nine on my list is my boy Wale. Now, Wale's probably the only rapper on this list where I followed his whole career from the very beginning, from his local days. Being that we're both DMV natives, I've been hip to Wale before most people. I remember when I first heard Wale on the radio, I, I believe it was Uptown Rumors. That was the first, yeah, that was the first song I heard from Wale, Uptown Rumors, followed by Nike Boots. And then from there, I heard his mixtapes on what, Paint a Picture, Hate is the New Love, 100 Miles and Running, which is my personal favorite Wale project. Whole time, Wale is actually the reason why I even got hit to the mixtape game in the first place. I remember first hearing Wale, I'm like, yeah, this dude is about to make it, bro. Because I, at that point, we didn't have anybody repping the DMV like that, for real, for real. And then I remember going to school in North Carolina, and, you know, I was putting so many people on the Wale. And I was hyped when, when he finally dropped his debut album, Attention Deficit. Granted, it didn't catch on, like... It should have, but you know, he made up for it. A year later, he dropped more about nothing. Yeah. A year after that, he dropped his second album, Ambition, which is, I feel like is his best album, in my opinion. But for the most part, while he has been somewhat consistent, he has his like No Hands, 
bad, poke it out on chill and just whole whole bunch of different tracks. But I've always feel like Wale should be bigger. Granted, he's definitely in his bag now. He's been doing music for WWE's NXT 2.0, so he's definitely in his money bag. But I always feel like that he should be bigger. Like when people talk about like the 2010s, the Mount Washmore 2010s, and you got Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. I've always said that Wally should be in that fourth spot. I know how good he is, especially if you listen to like his old shit. Like back in the day when he was still coming up, they had that hunger and they got a little confidence and cockiness and all that. And while Wally definitely had the confidence back then. And I just feel like as the years progressed, he lost a little bit of his confidence. Yeah. And I always felt like him and Cole are basically neck and neck. I always felt like that, you know, coming up just because like Cole was kind of in that same boat. The only difference oh, is big. he started making his shit a little more commercial. But then when he realized he wasn't really being himself, he changed that direction. And then that's where they kind of like differ a little bit. And I always felt like if Wale had realized that just like Cole did, he would definitely be on Mount Washmore for sure. And this, of course, this is not the downplay of Wale. And he's rapping the DMV. He's lyrical as hell. Anytime somebody from the DMV makes it, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to rep them hard. Speaking of DMV artists, let's move on to number eight. On the list is my boy Logic. I first got hip to Logic back in 2011. The first song I heard from him was Young Sinatra 2 off the Young Sinatra mixtape. Then from there, I went back and listened to Young Broken Infamous. After that, I was just like, yeah, this dude is that nigga. He has lyricism. He has the flow. He has the true love for hip hop. Again, DMV native. So that's a plus for me. And he's just all around dope. Plus, he talks about peace, love, and positivity, which is something that I stand by. Most of my friends, they, they never see me upset. They always see me like, you know, that's a positive vibe. And that's how I look at Logic, like as a, a positive vibe. And then he dropped Young know, Sinatra Undeniable, Young know, Sinatra Welcome to Forever, until he finally dropped his first album, Under Pressure, which is amazing. Then his second album, The Incredible True Story, which is my favorite Logic album, and also one of my favorite concept albums of all time. Then he dropped Everybody. <laughs> I, I, you know, good. Let's get this out of the way real quick. In case you didn't know, Logic is half black, half white. So he preaches that a lot on that album. And while I get the concept, black and white, racial tensions, racial tensions was super heavy in 2017. I mean, it's still heavy now, but at that point, he needed an album like that, you know, try to bridge people together. I get it. I, I get it, but I just feel like he did it a little too much. Granted, in his past projects, he's talked about, you know, the struggles he's had being biracial. But he talked about it here and there. But I just feel like after he dropped everybody, it was just like, it just seemed like that was all he talked about. It seemed like almost every song after that, he had to talk about, you know, I'm biracial, I'm this and that. And I'm like, it's like, we get it. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, Logic will honestly be higher on my list if it wasn't for that. Mine is that Logic has been very consistent with his projects. Like I said, Under Pressure, Incredible True Story, Young Sinatra 4. No pressure, final days, planetary destruction is because of the fact, like, you know, saying he's doing the whole boom bap style where, where like, it's, it's kind of not the main thing anymore. That's why Logic's on this list. That's why Logic's number eight. Let's move on to the next one. Now, number seven on the list is my boy Wiz Khalifa. Now, for me, Wiz Khalifa is a whole vibe. Like, and I'm big, I'm big on vibes when it comes to music. Most of his music is laid back and chill, and that's basically my persona. And of course, you know, we all know Wiz Khalifa is a was a well known smoker. I'm not myself personally. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. If you do them, you're bad because drugs are bad. Okay. But for the most part, smoking music is chilled and laid back. 
And I can always count on Wiz Khalifa's music that could put me in a chill mood and give me like that natural high. Anytime I am upset about something, I'll put on a Wiz Khalifa mixtape and vibe away. Now, now I first got hip to Wiz Khalifa back in 08 when he first dropped Say Yeah, that's his single Say Yeah. And then not too long after that, he dropped Burn After Rolling. And that's what solidified my love for Wiz Khalifa. And then uh, from there, I went back and listened to his old stuff, Star Power, Prince of the City 1 and 2, Show and Prove. And he just progressed with each mixtape. He progressed with each mixtape. And while Say Yeah was him trying to be commercial, he, and from there, he dropped Cushion Orange Shoes, the mixtape that put him on. Cushion Orange Shoes is probably one of my favorite mixtapes because that's one of the few music projects in general where I can play the whole thing without skips. But for the most part, Wiz Khalifa has been very consistent. And anytime I say Wiz Khalifa in the concert, it's always lit. No pun intended. I think I believe I've seen Wiz Khalifa three times in concert now. That's the most I've seen anybody in concert. And that's why Wiz Khalifa is number seven on my list. Now, taking a trip to the West Coast, is my boy Snoop Dogg at number six. Now, I'm a huge fan of West Coast hip-hop, especially G-Funk. So it's only right that I have one of the pioneers of the G-Funk era on this list. He's been involved with classic albums such as The Chronic and Doggy Style, respectively. Part of, he was part of one of the most dominant record labels at that time, Death Row Records. My man has just been consistent throughout his entire run. Dude's basically been in the music industry almost as long as I've been alive. And that's a lot of years. That's 30 plus years at this point. He's always found a way to reinvent himself with each passing decade. He first came out as Snoop Doggy Dog during the whole gangster rap era with Death Row. After leaving, then after leaving Death Row, he changed his name to Snoop Dogg and reinvented himself when he joined No Limit and then eventually started his own label. He reinvented himself again in 2010 when he called himself Snoop Lion. He's internationally known. My man's had a show with Martha Stewart. What other rapper could do that? Snoop Dogg is like probably the biggest pop icon at this point in the hip hop game. And it's also nice to see everything come full circle when he first came into the rap game. He was signed to Death Row Records. Now, in 2022, he's now the owner of Death Row. So, Snoop Dogg's doing amazing things. He's been consistent. He dropped two albums this past year. The latter, Death Row Summer, which is definitely a banger. Definitely go ahead and check that out. I, I don't have anything bad to say about Snoop Dogg, to be honest. I, I take that back. I do have one thing to say. I need Snoop Dogg to put all the Death Row catalog back on streaming services. I need The Chronic. I need Doggy Style. I need All Eyes on Me. I need Murder with the K soundtrack. But I need all of that. I mean, granted, I have the vinyls for most of those, but I can't play those in the car. Like, bruh, just bring, just bring back the Death Row catalog, bro. Just bring it back. I know you're trying to do the whole metaverse thing, and that's cool. But yeah, I just, I just need all that shit back. Come on, bro. We're now in the top five. Number five on my list is DMX. DMX is probably one of the realest rappers in the game. Anything he talked about, rapped about, he could back up. Where he's talking about robbing people, his battle raps, freestyles, all that shit. Like, he's done it all, and people can back up his claims and stories. He's never been afraid to speak his mind, and he's never been afraid to show his true emotion. Like, I remember seeing live videos of him like crying on stage in front of a huge live crowd. And I'd never seen a rapper at that point ever do that. And despite how hard DMX was, he was never afraid to talk about all the shit that he went through from his drug addictions to his mother abandoning him and all the other legal troubles that he's been through. Dude went through a lot and he was never afraid to, you know, talk about it and share his experiences with everybody. And you know, me being a 90s kid growing up, you always told, you know, real man don't cry. And I was always told to like, don't really show no emotion type shit. And this is one of the reasons why I love DMX and one of the reasons why he's in my top five. 
He showed that no matter how old you are, how grown you are, how tough you are, there's no problem crying. There's no problem showing your true emotions and all that stuff. So when DMX did pass away, that really did hit me because honestly, DMX is probably the only celebrity where was really hurt by it. But I am glad that I was able to see him perform live in person. Granted, he came to the show about two and a half hours late, but he put on an awesome show. He performed all his greatest hits. And to this day, Slippin' is one of my top hip-hop songs of all time. Definitely in my top 10, maybe top five. But Slippin' is definitely one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time. And you get to see the emotion. Even at that age, he, he could still move the crowd. He was still hype. He still had amazing energy. And yeah, man, just like, I know, I know, I know I'm not really talking about that much about his music, but his music speaks for itself. There's no really nothing else I can say, man. DMX, number five, RIP. Now, number four on my list is my boy Eminem, a.k.a. Slim Shady. Now, just like Ludacris, Eminem's one of the first rappers that I started listening to when I first got into hip-hop back in 2001. Around the time where he did the song with Jay-Z, Renegade. A year after that, he dropped Eminem's show. Then he did the movie 8 Mile along with the soundtrack. Not to mention, he signed 50 Cent to the label as well. And, you know, that started the whole June to create. So Eminem was literally everywhere. Radio, television, movies. He was just everywhere. So you couldn't escape Eminem. That was his wave. The early 2000s was his wave. But, like, you know, hearing all that stuff around that time, as well as the D12 stuff and all the other features, of course, I went back and listened to his older stuff. I went and listened to Slim Shady LP and Marshall Matters LP. And Eminem was just entertaining, to say the least. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, you know, the alter ego Slim Shady, he just says the most outrageous stuff. But in that same token, he still had the skill, the flow, wordplay, and all that. And plus, he he's funny. I never took any of his music, like, super serious. For, like, Slim Shady LP, songs like Role Model, I'm Shady, and songs of that nature, you can tell he's trolling, and he wasn't serious with it. Of course, he had serious songs like Rock Bottom on Slim Shady LP, The Way I Am, on Marshall Meadows LP, but for the most part, you know, he's just rapping. This is just him having fun. This is the reason why he has two diamond albums to this day. And while he would have later albums that weren't as successful as his first four CDs, if you include Infinite, but CDs like Encore, Relapse, Recovery, which wasn't really received well, especially compared to his CDs in the early 2000s, he still made up for Lord War albums like Marshall Meadows LP2, Kamikaze. And plus all the guest features that he did throughout the entire time, like his collaborations with Lil Wayne, his verse on Forever with Drake, Kanye, and Lil Wayne again, collaborations with Big Sean, Slaughterhouse. Plus not to mention all the stuff he did with 50 Cent and G-Unit. Despite what you want to say about Eminem, he's definitely a heavy juggernaut in the hip-hop game. And that's why he's number four on my list. Now, number three, we got my boy Nas. Just like most people on this list, I got hit to him around 2001. Around this time, this is when he dropped One Mic, Ether, Got Yourself a Gun, and then he would later drop Made You Look, Made You Look Remix, I Can, and so on and so forth. But what really solidified my love for Nas was, of course, his infamous album, Illmatic. I first heard Illmatic when I got to high school, around like maybe ninth, tenth grade. Then from there, I heard, you know, I heard the songs "Life's a Bitch," "The World Is Yours," "It Ain't Hard to Tell," "New York State of Mind," and just fell in love instantly. What I love about Nas is that he's a true MC. He's not just rapping; he's MCing as well. And of course, you know, everybody knows there's a difference between MCing and rapping. You know, MCs are supposed to like uplift your people, educate you, and that's what I loved about Nas. He was the first rapper to really like educate me on like on the real world shit. 
to the point where like he'll rap about something. I'll go look it up and then, and then I'll educate myself on the matter. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what he's talking about. And that's also when I gained a love for like substance in hip hop. Around the time when I first got into hip hop, this was around like the whole crunk era. So like it was a lot of party music going on, which is cool. I love party music. I love going out, you know, turning up from time to time. But having somebody that can like really educate you on stuff, you know what I'm saying? I was big on that. You know, I'm big for substance and people who are not one dimensional with their sound. And also Nas is one of the greatest storytellers in hip hop. He's right up there with Slick Rick. Nas is just like top tier or storyteller, top tier or MC. Granted, he's not the best beat picker in the world, but despite that, he's still one of the top tier MCs, rappers in the game. Plus, he's still putting out albums to this day. I was like King Disease, King Disease 2, Magic. He's still a heavy juggernaut in this game, and that's why he's up on number three spot. Now, the number two spot is my favorite hip-hop group of all time, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I first got hit to Bone Thugs and Harmony back in the eighth grade. One of my boys, Jose, he asked me to make a mix CD for him. So I was like, I bet, I got you. He gave me a list. He had Pop, Three Six Mafia, some Cypress Hill. But he had a lot of Bone Thugs songs. Like he had No Surrender, Thug Love, Weed Man, Weed Song, Ecstasy, Look Into My Eyes. And up until that point, the only Bone Thugs songs I knew was Crossroads and the song that they did with Phil Collins' Home. Other than that, I haven't heard Bone Thugs. And of course, by downloading the songs, I'm listening to them and all that. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, these shits go off. And this was like my introduction to the whole G-Funk era. Between Bone Thugs and my number one pick, these guys are the reasons why I fell in love with hip-hop. And they're the reasons why I fell in love with G-Funk. This turned into me, discovered other G-Funk albums like Doggy Style, The Chronic, going back and listening to Easy E's solo albums. In turn, going back and listening to NWA albums and, you know, Ice Cube, The Dog Pound, and, like, several other West Coast artists. I just fell in love with the whole sound. I probably wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for these last two picks. And speaking of which, let's go on to the number one pick. Now, number one on my list for my favorite hip-hop artists of all time is Tupac. I discovered Tupac and Bone Thugs and Harmony around the same time when I was in eighth grade. But it wasn't until I heard his greatest hit CD. I remember, I'm, I never forget this. We were on a long field trip, and my boy let me borrow his Tupac's greatest hit CDs. You know, back then, we had CD players. Of course, I heard songs here and there. So I've heard songs like, you know, I Ain't Get Around, California Love, I Ain't Mad At You. But at that point, I never heard songs like Troublesome 96, um, God Bless the Dead, Changes, So Many Tears. I just, I was just hooked. I, like I said, I fell in love with this shit instantly. Like, he's probably the first rapper that showed so much emotion in, in every song he's made. Up to that point, I never heard an artist like that. Sad song, you play So Many Tears. You need like a fun song, play I get around. Angry sound, hit him up. Uplifting song, keep your head up. He got songs and songs and songs for days. With him and Bone Thugs and Harmony, they had that West Coast sound that threw into the rabbit hole with other West Coast music. And with Pac, it's not even just his music itself. It's just things that he said in interviews and like how he carried himself. I always catch myself listening to an interview whether I've heard it before or not. He always sees the best in people. He's big on loyalty. Big on his community, big on uplifting people and things of that nature. I always admired his work ethic, his ambition. This guy has so many unreleased songs. Like, he died in 1996, and all the way up until 2006, he still had music being released. I don't know any other artist that's had that much unreleased music like that. But yeah, that's my number one pick in the number one spot, Tupac. And there you have it, guys. My top 10 favorite hip-hop artists of all time. I hope you guys enjoyed the video. 
I apologize if my voice sounded a little nasally. I'm still recovering from a cold from this previous week, but I still wanted to get this content out to y'all. Y'all want to do me a favor? Go ahead and like, comment. You can comment your top 10 favorite hip-hop artists, or even your top five if you don't have a top 10 yet. Like I said, this is my top 10 favorite hip-hop artists. I'm not saying these guys are the best by any means, so I don't need you guys going into the comments talking about, oh yeah, your list is trash. Actually, matter of fact, yeah, no, y'all go ahead and com- y'all go ahead and comment and disagree with me. But yeah, leave a like, comment, share with a friend, and most importantly, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. You can follow all my other social media pages. They're right here at the bottom of the screen. And also, I'm going to have the link in the description. So yeah, just go ahead and support your boy. With that being said, I'm your boy AJ, and this is Hip Hop Vibes, the podcast. I'll catch you on next time.